what's good ladies and gentlemen on fire on fire for you is five mics here in the building husband father educator writer mc the microphone gives me wings the idea of manhood episode five five weeks folks we're doing it uh episode five we're here thank you for tuning in man the idea man like this is oh wow okay feeling good about it on fire yo quickly quickly gotta give a serious shout out to my boy ryan uh ryan griffin putting your whole government out there production uh what you just heard the intro and what you're hearing now under the track um mal griff entertainment my man yo he came through with some fire literally so gotta give him the shout outs on that check out his stuff i'll make sure i give you the website and all that stuff to check out um some of his uh, production just amazing amazing stuff he knows music so I, I like to shout out the folks that know music and definitely shout out to my boy solomon who uh had me laced up with the track uh the five mics track the um the, the the track from the other episode so definitely keep on submitting your music i'm gonna you know give everybody an opportunity to get a little bit of airplay and, and just really just what's going with the vibe of the show and so today we got a little bit of fire so i felt like you know i wanted to give y'all fire for you uh so shout out to mal griff entertainment all right so uh the show today okay first and foremost as always please remember to subscribe if you haven't subscribed, we're I'm trying to get this thing everywhere, right? So definitely on iTunes, the Idea of Manhood is on iTunes. Of course, you go to the website, uh, theideaofmanhood.com, and you can download episodes. I'm on Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. I'm on Stitcher. Uh, I'm on SoundCloud now, which I'm excited about. All three episodes, four episodes. Um, the first episode was wax, so I didn't put it up there. But um, if you want, it's on iTunes. Uh, but definitely check out all those things. Whatever you listen to, uh, wherever you listen to all your podcasts, please subscribe. Uh, leave comments. Review it. Like, if it's whack, let me know. If it's great, let me know. Um, anybody that knows me knows, like, this isn't about my ego. This isn't about, yo, I can't have no bad comments. This is really about just providing quality stuff. So the things that people left comments for, whether publicly or privately, I've tried to address and I've tried to, you know, change things based on the, the, the feedback I'm receiving. So I definitely appreciate it. So please subscribe, leave comments, review it, all that good stuff, right? So today we have a good episode, hopefully today, right? Um, this little, the intro here. Next, we're going to go into I'm Tired. We're going to talk about I'm Tired. And the segment today is talking about single people. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're putting you out there, single folks. Uh, and folks that don't have kids. Throwing you all out there, right? Uh, yeah, so that's going to be in, in segment two. Along with the Hip Hop Minute, we're going to talk about some things. Just in a minute of hip hop. Not going to give you too much. Uh, and then our main segment is going to be, uh, the title is Who's Failing Our Boys? Who's Failing Our Boys? Um, so maybe the answer might surprise you. So definitely tune in. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for subscribing and tuning in and coming back every week and spreading the word. We definitely are getting a little bit, you know, a little momentum, slowly but surely. You know, we're going to get to where we need to be and make sure this message gets out. So um, I'm Five Bikes. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and let's go on to segment two with I'm Tired. All right, hold tight. Big up. We're back. 
Yeah, I love coming back. I just like like that. All right, so segment two. Here we go. The idea of manhood. Five mics. Thank you for tuning in today. Um, so for those of you that are joining us new, or if you listen to this episode first, I do this segment where I just talk about the things I'm tired of. Right. This is based on a poem I wrote years ago, and where I would just go and talk about things I'm tired of based on that current time. So today's I'm tired is sponsored by single folks. Uh, yep. Go ahead, take a seat. Talking about you, single folks. Single folks and people that don't have children. Now, listen, look. I am never the one to cry, woe is me, for being a parent. Like, you know, everybody knows and everybody can, if you don't have children, empathize and sympathize that having a child or two or three or four or five is hard right whether they're an infant or whether they're 25 years old when you have a kid when you have a life that is completely dependent upon your life uh you have a certain you have a different series of challenges now it doesn't make my challenges any better or worse than anybody else's but you know i think that as parents i think we have to acknowledge that it's challenging right and for so long i think mothers would always get the the um, the the kind of the talk like oh you can't talk about how challenging it is you know you got to kind of keep it and smile and grin and bear it for some time and no I think that now mothers and fathers can especially within one another between one another say like hey yo this is hard this is challenging and it's tough but it's awesome at the same time now when you have children whether you're young and you have your kids in your teens or your 20s or when you have them in your early 30s you have to understand that you know a part of your social life as you knew it is going to change okay so if you're out there in those streets um if you were out there on the block on the bully like you're not going to be able to do that in the same way you know from the simple fact even if you have the desire to you know especially depending upon the age of your child you just don't have the energy to because you're always tired um especially at the beginning right but you still got it in you right and um especially when you're a certain age like you know if you if you have your certain group of friends from high school or college or you know colleagues or whatever and you're the first or the first few couples in your group to have a baby right you quickly recognize that life goes on without you whether you were the center of attention if you dj'd all the parties or went to all the parties or planned everything you know you have to recognize that you have to take several seats and life will continue to go on without you you take that and you learn that as you go now what i'm tired of is this b Mm-hmm. What I'm tired of is like my single friends that don't think I still got it, son. Like, don't think that just because I got these two kids in the crib that I can't go out, you know, maybe not every weekend. Hey, maybe not once a month. But when I go out, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get it in as much as I can. Right? So... What I'm tired of is like the single folks and the folks with no kids, they always like um, doing stuff like you, you go on Facebook or take a scroll down the gram or, you know, you're flicking through Twitter and you see all sorts of pictures. 
you're hearing all sorts of stories. Oh, we went to this and that. Oh, we went camping. Oh, we went sipping and tipping. Oh, we went down to the thing. We went to the open mic. Oh, we went to this brewery or we went to this restaurant. And you like, word? You know what I'm saying? You're trying to hold that little Denzel Washington tear from falling down your cheek. You know what I'm saying? Now look, if you would have invited me, could I make it? Probably not. Maybe, maybe, maybe we got, maybe we got sitters that weekend. But what I'm tired of is like, why wouldn't you ask? You know what I'm saying? Single people and people with no kids. Just because you're married, just because your friends that have children have children don't mean that you can't still invite them to things, okay? Doesn't mean that if you're going out of town, if you're going, you know, doesn't mean that, hey, um, I'm gonna need my single friends and my friends with no kids to be a little bit more thoughtful. You know what I'm saying? Be a little bit more thoughtful and say, you know what? I'm not gonna let Mike know about an event 14 hours before it happens because I have two lives that I have to manage. I have lives that I have to, along with my wife, like construct an entire system of care for them to be sure that they continue to breathe through the night. So yeah, I'm gonna need more than 24 hours to plan to drive to New York City. But hey, invite me anyway. Let me decide to tell you no. Okay, don't just assume that because I have two young, impressionable, precious, dependent children that rely upon me and watch everything I do and walk in our shadows, just that little responsibility, you know, raising kids. Don't assume that just because I have this going on that I don't want to be a part of that. And hey, sometimes asking is all that matters. But you know what though? I revel in the day. I look forward to a time when these people start having children. And my children will be old enough to stay at home. And you know where I'll be? in those streets, okay? So, uh, that's what I'm tired of. Uh, that's what I'm tired of. Ask, yo, just be like, yo, y'all want, y'all doing anything this weekend? Uh, not like, oh, you doing anything tonight? Oh, no, I'm not because I didn't, you didn't know, I didn't know. That, oh, it was just last minute. Okay, last minute. I got you last minute right here. Anyhow, but that's what I'm tired of. So, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. All right, uh, the hip hop minute. All right, just really quick. Again, this segment, the hip hop minute, is uh, really just to, you know, hip hop's my thing. And, you know, I want to talk about it. I don't want this to be a hip hop blog, though. There's enough of those. But I do want to highlight things that are, are, that are happening uh, in the hip hop world. So, a couple things I want to highlight on the hip hop minute. Most important thing to me, that Travis Scott album. If you don't know who Travis Scott is, neither do I, or neither did I. Um, Rapper from Houston. I didn't even know he was from Houston, honestly. Everybody in rap now sounds like they're from the same general region, which could be like between North and South Carolina. That's who. That's what everybody sounds like when they rap. Um, Travis Scott's new album is called Rodeo. Uh, super, super dope. Amazing, amazing production. And I'm going to show my age and maybe my 
um, just that I'm not as cool and hip as I w- thought I was, but I just didn't really know a lot about Travis Scott. I know he had a couple connections with Kanye and T.I., and I know that he's done some work with a few people, but uh, I just didn't know what he did. So his new album is called Rodeo. It's super, super dope. Definitely, uh, it's a full listen from beginning to end. All right, next, on that same level, The Weeknd. The Weeknd is like an R&B version of Travis Scott. Uh, again, amazing production. Everybody knows The Weeknd from Toronto, linked up with the OVO, Drake crew, um, produced the big song from the Sex Slave movie, uh, Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, but he just released a new album called Beauty Behind the Madness, and it's also amazing, start to finish. It's a trippy R&B, this, uh, this new kind of electro... Uh, electronic R&B um, dubstepish um, amalgamation of sounds, and it's really good. It's really good. So definitely check that out. Check that out. Um, last week, I believe I was telling you about Rick Ross's mixtape that was about to drop. Uh, well, it dropped, and it's fire. Rick Ross's mixtape is called Black Dollar. You gotta listen to it start to finish. Again, Rick Ross is probably the best, has the best musical selection ear in hip hop. Just amazing stuff. And last but not least, um, if you can't go online and check out clips from the Made in America concert, sponsored by Jay-Z and folks and Budweiser's in Philadelphia last weekend. The clips look amazing. A lot of performances, Beyonce, Meek Mill, Nicki Minaj. Um, and it was just a, a looks like a really cool event. So that's the hip hop minute. That was a little bit longer than a minute, but that's okay. Um, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to come back with the main segment. Um, who's failing our boy? Stay tuned. All right. Ring the alarm. I'm back. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. The idea of manhood episode five. Thanks for tuning in. And so the main segment today is going to talk about who's failing our boys who's failing our boys so i uh i want to talk a lot about parenting want to talk a lot about uh, my experiences in parenting and things that i've seen so i will be talking about uh my son specifically and um you know we went to his science fair project. My wife, my son, uh, my wife and I went to his science fair last year. All right, second or third grade, maybe. And um, you know, for his science fair, we were adamant on, you know, what this is your project, right? This is your project, okay? Um, yeah, it's challenging to 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 configure a second or a third grade science fair project, but hey, you know what? They're preparing them for the future and I appreciate that, right? So say, hey, what do you wanna do? What do you wanna experiment on? What supplies do you need? We'll get the supplies, you tell us what you need, all right? We got the little, you know, the table tent thing, the science fair board. He wrote all the letters, colored them in, you know, with his own penmanship, got stencils. He did all that. And we were adamant about that, right? I didn't necessarily care if it was the neatest or if it was the prettiest science fair project on the in the room. I just wanted him to do it. It was, it was very important to me that that's uh, what he did. 
So we go to the science fair, um, and he, he got his science fair back, he got his project back before we went to the fair, and he got a 90. All right, cool. The comment was like, oh, you know, um, messy or, you know, handwriting or something. I'm like, what? Seven. Okay, whatever. We go to the science fair, and I'm like, oh, no wonder. Because apparently, all of these seven and eight-year-olds were geniuses because they just had impeccable handwriting. And at seven years old, they'd mastered the art of holding scissors and cutting at circular and complete straight right angles and, you know, using photosynthesis, things that they hadn't even learned in science class, you know, just completely making solar panels and hydroelectric. And I'm like, hold up, whose science fair is this? You know what I'm saying? And it was right there that I noticed that the teacher probably graded our son's project based on the fact that these projects were done by adults. It was so evident to me because I know how my son is. I know how other his friends are. And I know that they just don't at seven years old have the processing ability to think that linearly for that long We're going deep in education but just trust me they're not ready for all that yet and so i thought to myself at that point you know what this is a shame man we have a room full of parents that are so afraid of allowing their parent their kids to fail that they'd rather complete or partially do their kids assignments right and so who's failing our boys who's failing our boys why are we at 11 years old still cutting our kids chicken why are we pouring our kids juice why are we putting the waffles in the toaster for our 13 year old not saying that that's going to be the end all and be all for life, but figuratively speaking, what I'm seeing as an educator and what I see in schools every day and working with young men in college and talking to young professional men in their 20s is that we have a generation that is so used to succeeding at these amazing high levels that when it comes to any failure in their life, they are so ill-prepared that it becomes debilitating. And I'm not talking about failures like, you know, the failures that would knock anyone off track. I'm not talking about working two weeks on a paper and then losing all your paper and having to start from scratch. Yeah, that will drive anyone off the roof, right? I'm talking about small failures. If you think about failures as losses right things that you lose whether it's time space convenience right i'm talking about those small things we as parents now these new age parents us new age parents want to create the most convenient life for our kids and a lot of it stems to stems back to how we were raised and what we had or didn't have growing up so we didn't have X, Y, and Z. So we have to make sure that our kids have the best, right? That's why I see parents struggling to buy their kids 
$200 cleats for soccer practice when they're going to grow out of them in four months. You know, why I see parents struggling to get X, Y, and Z device so that their kids won't have to feel left out when the other kids have all their devices and are texting and doing X, Y, and Z, right? You know, and so these are things that I just want to talk about. I want us to think about these things as we're raising our boys, as we're raising our nephews, right? Um, why is it that, and I look back on this, I thought about this hard. It was one time, maybe two years ago, um, where our son left, you know, they have these agenda books that they give out at school. You know, everything goes in your agenda book. And our son left his agenda book at home. Oh no. And what did I do? I drove out of my way, was late to work to send his and make sure that he had his agenda book for school. For what? Why did I do that? I did that. I'm not saying this is something I, you know, somebody else. This is me. I did that, right? Came downstairs. Ah, kid left his agenda book on the table. Now, I could have just, you know, what I'd, you know, understanding what I know now and seeing it a little bit more clearly and not in that moment, it would have been much more impactful for my son in his experience, even as a seven or eight year old, for him to get to class, the teacher says, hey, everybody pull out your agenda book, for him to go in his book bag, pull out his, and try to pull out his agenda book, and there's no agenda book. That is learning. That's how learning happens. You experience a series of reactions based on not having that agenda book that builds certain pieces of your character, right? So that means that the teacher would probably say, well, hey, now you're going to have to write your, your assignment on a piece of paper and you're going to have to keep that piece of paper in a place where you can add it to your agenda book. So that's talking about responsibility. That's talking about having to remember to put, you know, so there's certain skills that go along with that small failure that I, you know, prevented him from having. So what I'm seeing now is a lot of parents preventing their kids from having even the smallest of failures. You know what I mean? These are kids that don't make the, the, the travel soccer team and then start their own soccer team. Uh, these are kids whose parents, instead of just, you know, helping them with homework, are completing the homework for them or feeding them ideas, right? Uh, so I am challenging all of you as people who have young boys and of course young girls. This message I'm I'm tailoring this message to boys because this is the idea of manhood, but this is really a, a concept that can impact both boys and girls. Um but when we're talking about developing confidence in young boys, where do you think the concept of confidence comes from it comes from rebounding from your failures being confident when you're winning all day that's not confidence that's that's just human nature you you, you have a good spell and things are good that's just what you do that's a human reaction when you build confidence is when you have to be bad at something and you 
purposefully work at getting better. So what I'm seeing is a lot of young men in the industry, <clears throat> in in the in in the workforce and on college campuses that have such little confidence in themselves because they're finally being challenged, right? They are finally getting to a point where folks are telling them, hey, you don't have good ideas. Your thinking is flawed. The way that you run this meeting sucks. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like small things. And so uh, because I'm seeing this generation of young men that just aren't put in these situations to experience just a little discomfort. There's so much, uh, there's so much information in how someone handles a little discomfort. You know what I'm saying? Um, go on any airplane or go in any, uh, go to any airport. Everyone in the airport is happy. You know, they're going on a trip. They're, you know, going on vacation. Everything is smooth sailing or smooth flying until there's a delay or until someone sits next to them that's rubbing on their knee with their knee until the flight attendant is a little slow until the bathroom is full or until there's a crying baby next to them for an hour and a half until we have our space infringed upon you really don't know how someone's going to act when they're faced with a little adversity right and so all i'm saying as parents and as uncles and aunties and neighbors is that we have to do a little bit more to challenge our kids especially our boys i think from my perspective and this is not scientific at all from my perspective it's impacting how young men engage in relationships with women or other men like what we're seeing is the inability of men to experience any you know what i'm seeing is guys like yo i don't like how she uh answered the phone so you know i'm saying i can't i can't (laughs) i can't let this relationship keep going it's too much you know (laughs) i'm seeing things like that i'm seeing things like yo mm, you know i called her twice and she didn't answer so mm, i don't know I don't think she's the one. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. It's impacting so many aspects of our daily lives. And so um, the things that what what we can do as we encourage our young people to fail a little bit is to focus less on the failure and more on how they rebound from that failure. That's the golden ticket right there. You know, not the failure. Don't, you know, you, you don't even have to put so much attention on the failure. It's important though to let your sons feel that failure and to remember it and to say, hey, hey, how does that feel, buddy? You know, rub it in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? This whole, in my opinion, again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a researcher. This is just based on what I see every day. This whole concept of bullying 
yeah, of course, there's some people that bully and take, you know, touching people and putting people in compromised situations too far. That's been happening for centuries. But this whole elevation of the concept of bullying is really, in my opinion, a compilation of young men and women that aren't equipped to deal with the little inconvenience that aren't used to anybody getting in their face and not simply not liking what they do or not liking what they're wearing and not being able to sit in that moment like yo hmm maybe my shoes are whack hmm or lashing back and be like, oh, my shoes are whack, well, your nose is whack. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just to, de- to develop to develop those coping mechanisms, that's what happens when you fail. That's what we as parents and relatives have to focus on when we're guiding students and kids through the failure process. Failure is like a bunch of a million little losses. And we all know the steps of like lost, right? Denial, acceptance, all that stuff, right? So when you fail, when someone cuts you off in traffic, that's a loss, that's a failure. And you have to, in that moment, figure out how am I gonna deal with this? Am I gonna follow this fool for 10 miles while I'm sticking out my middle finger and making gun gestures to his car? Or and am I gonna say, eh, well, well, he cut me off. I should have sped up a little bit, okay? How are we gonna deal with these situations? Someone brushes up against us wrong or a little bit too hard on the train. Okay, am I going to lose my mind and start showing my elevated level of cursing technique? Or I want to say, oh, my bad. No, you're good. You're good. Go. Enjoy your day. You know what I mean? We had choices in that moment. In that moment where we fail and when someone infringes upon our space, and uh, and provides us with a loss, we have a decision to make every single time. And by not allowing our children to fail, we are limiting their decision-making processes when they fail in the future, because they're going to fail. So when I go and talk to kids at elementary schools and middle schools and high schools, a lot of people are like, oh man, you're crazy, because I tell them, yo, prepare to fail. Everyone's going to come up here and tell you, oh, you can be the best. You can be all you want to be. Just believe it. Oh, great. And that's cool. And someone else could tell you that. What I'm telling you that, what I'm going to tell you is that your life is all about how you frame your failures. That's what life is about. How you frame your failures. We all put frames on the wall of our degrees and we put frames on the wall of our families and we put frames on the wall of everything else. But imagine if we put a frame on the wall of that time we fell when we were first trying to ride a bike or the time where, you know, our credit, you know, decisions that we made that messed our credit up. You know, how do we frame our failures? That's to me is how we develop, you know, uh, adults fully contributing adults in society so um that's what i'm encouraging all of you to fail (laughs) i'm encouraging all of you to help young people learn from their mistakes during those failures and i'm encouraging everyone to help young people especially young boys frame their failures uh it's so it's so very important um so again thank you for tuning in Um, I enjoyed my time with you today 
Uh, this is episode five, the idea of manhood. Uh, and we'll see you all in about a week. Holla, peace.